What do we think of when we think of ADHD? In researching for this, I found websites discussing ADHD which reference characters like Tigger and Bart Simpson as representations of ADHD, but few mention Juno, a character who actually had a canonical diagnosis of ADHD. So why Tigger and Bart? Well, they are loud, over-the-top characters who are hyper and seemingly restless or impulsive. What I'm getting at here is that this is the same way we likely imagine ADHD in our own lives as well. Unless we know otherwise. Quinn and Medhu did a study on women in ADHD and stated that it has been found to be true that both males and females are equally likely to have ADHD, but males are far more likely to be diagnosed in childhood and women are more likely to get a later diagnosis. There are a few reasons why this may be the case, but overall, it mainly just goes unnoticed. When it comes to ADHD, the CDC defines three main subtypes, inattentive, hyperactive, and combined. Males tend to have the hyperactive subtype more often than females, and have a more outward expression of symptoms. This includes things like restlessness, fidgeting or leg shaking, hyperactivity, especially in children, things like running around and yelling and playing, physical aggression, talking too much, and interrupting. Girls, on the other hand, generally tend to have the inattentive type, with more internalized symptoms, things like anxiety or low self-esteem, trouble socializing, inattention, daydreaming, trouble organizing, and appearing not to be listening. What this can mean for children is that the kids who are displaying the hyperactive symptoms, especially in a classroom setting, are likely more disruptive to the adult in the room than the kid with the inattentive type who is maybe daydreaming and goes unnoticed. In a lot of the articles I read to prepare for this, this disruptive behavior is what many cite as the reason that so many boys are diagnosed early on and why so many girls fly under the radar. In their study, Quinn and Medhu talk about the issue of the underdiagnosis of females. Teachers notice these behaviors and can contact parents or others and likely get the child they are concerned about to see a doctor and receive their diagnosis. There are other adults or knowledgeable informants, such as family members, coaches, and others who can and should do this as well. What is missing here is the understanding of what ADHD can look like in more than just male children and how they can help. There are, in my opinion, after reading up on the topic, a few more pieces to this puzzle. With this information in mind, we need to discuss sexism and gender biases in ADHD diagnosis. To explain this better, let me tell you a bit of my own story. As a young girl, in first or second grade, things were okay. I had friends, maybe we were a little weird, but what kids aren't? <laughs> I remember getting in trouble a couple of times, once for something I didn't do, and once for talking too much with a friend. My teacher didn't like this, and she told my mom that she thought I could have ADHD or something similar. My family didn't agree. I had always been smart and could read and communicate well, so we didn't see the issue that she was seeing. And I wasn't diagnosed. As I got into third, fourth, and fifth grade, Things got a little trickier. As the other girls my age got older, they all for the most part calmed down quite a bit, while my few friends and I continued to goof around and catch bugs at recess. 
I remember girls I had been friends with began calling me weird, and one girl told her friend she was sorry that she had to sit next to that, that being me. But that wasn't all. My teachers complained about the clothes I would wear, even though it was a public school with no set uniform. This is what began to teach me what was expected of me. I was a girl. I wasn't supposed to catch bugs at recess or laugh too loud or wear pants that were comfortable. From then on, I remember feeling out of place and insecure, and I learned how to hide it the best that I could. In middle school, I was always aware of what people thought of me, and any comment that was negative would haunt me for a long time after the fact. I became more shy than ever, only really talking to people that I had already become friends with and constantly worrying about saying the wrong thing or being annoying or too loud. I often couldn't sleep at night because of thoughts of this running through my head. After a particularly difficult incident right before my freshman year of high school, things escalated. I became anxious to the point that the people I had been friends with all along pulled away from me, except for one or two, and I was much more isolated than I had ever been. It wasn't all bad, though, because this way I wouldn't have to overthink every interaction all the time if I wasn't having them. Eventually, this situation subsided. After a few years, I was dating someone. When that ended, though, I became so upset that I couldn't eat and I spent every free moment asleep. My mother took me to see a therapist who diagnosed me with depression and general anxiety. But it wasn't until years later, at 22, in my fifth year of college, after changing majors multiple times and struggling through school, that I would be finally diagnosed with ADHD. From what I have read, experiences like mine are not uncommon. What makes this worse is that without proper diagnosis, girls like me will blame themselves for their so-called faults. On top of this, since the symptoms that are more likely to present in girls are not well known or talked about, and ADHD being viewed largely as a boy's disorder, girls go unnoticed when they realize that they are different from their peers and begin to withdraw. Or girls may just be labeled as chatty or ditzy for talking too much in class or being less organized or less focused than their peers. What is upsetting is that knowledgeable informants are prepared and willing to report ADHD symptoms in boys, but they don't share the same care for girls. Girls are instead labeled as something which blames their individual character traits, not symptoms of a disorder, and given no further thought. Because of this, girls are left to their own devices and are left to struggle in silence. What my teachers and classmates failed to realize is that many of my annoying or weird traits were symptoms of my ADHD. Even the clothes that I wore, they were uncomfortable because ADHD can cause sensory issues as well. This lack of awareness and understanding in ADHD can pose as a great risk to women and girls. Quinn and Minhu discussed some of the effects in their study, one of these being long-lasting issues with self-esteem and self-image. They are also more likely to develop anxiety disorders and depression. An article by Rodriga Ortega titled Underdiagnosed and Undertreated, Girls with ADHD Face Distinct Risks. He discusses some of the long-term risks for girls with ADHD. These risks include major depression, which is twice as common in girls with ADHD than those without, 
it is easy to see how life could become spiraling out of control and adjusting to things like school, work, or parenthood could spark trouble in a woman struggling with undiagnosed ADHD. One might think that getting an ADHD diagnosis after so long would be this huge relief, but in some ways, it's not. After reading and listening to accounts of others who went through a late diagnosis like I did, there is initial relief that this isn't all your fault, actually, but there is also this stage of almost grief. I couldn't help but wonder where I could be now if I had known sooner, or how much of my life would have been different or better if I had known and gotten treatment when I was younger. Attitude Magazine's series on the topic of late diagnosis on YouTube has several videos that echo my sentiments, and people I've personally spoken with have told me the same or similar things about their own experiences. This is something I have had a hard time coming to terms with, but with treatment, it gets easier. After asking my mom how she felt, she expressed that she felt overwhelmed and unprepared to deal with it, and said that she had a sort of guilt for not catching it sooner. But this is why I wanted to talk about this. It isn't my fault, my mom's fault, or even my teacher's fault. What is to blame here is this stigma that exists within ADHD that only allows for male symptoms to be seen and treated early on. The trouble that ADHD brings, especially to females in both school and work life, as well as the social and emotional side, combined with the expectations and pressures that young girls feel as they learn what the world expects of them as women, is really just gut-wrenching and overwhelming to me. There have been pushes and moves to get scientists to study female ADHD more, but we need to combine that with public awareness as well so that more girls can have a chance at early diagnosis and hopefully a better shot at a better life.